Have you wondered about living elsewhere in your retirement? Well, we have almost daily. No, it's not a simple decision, especially when two people are involved. Hi, this is Gil and Jean of Retire There, a podcast about retirement destinations. We live in Brooklyn, New York, having grown up and worked in this area of the country. We're hoping to relocate when we're both retired. For us, it's the weather, the chaos, the noise, and the yearning to be near nature and not within three feet of human beings. <laughs> That's right. In February 2020, we embarked on our journey to find that special place. We spent a week in Winter Park, Florida, which is beautiful, but something said it wasn't for us. As we were planning for the next trip, the pandemic arrived. Jean then gave birth. I gave birth? To this podcast. With so many baby boomers retiring, many must be relocating. Why not connect with and learn from them? Here's a little background about us. I'm Asian, born in Brazil, and grew up in Flatbush, Brooklyn. I'm an engineer turned attorney turned podcaster. I recently retired from a university career practicing higher education law. I love the academic environment, but it was time to do something else. I no longer have to set an alarm, drive in BQE traffic, or work with people who don't always share the same principles. Oh, did I just say that? <laughs> you bet I did. I traded all that in to binge crime dramas into the wee hours just a little bit to develop the podcast, to volunteer, practice metalsmithing, tackle our possessions. No regrets so far, Jane. I'm not Asian, and as Gil mentioned, I'm not retired. I'm just plain tired. Born and raised in Long Island, New York, a place I always wanted to leave. I'm a law librarian working in a court who loves his job, but we're retired by the time we select our ideal location. We will be speaking to folks from across the street to across the globe who have moved to their dream venues and more. So please stay tuned. And remember, if you know anyone who has moved anywhere for retirement, let us know. Thank you. Hola. Try that again. Hola. Hola. Today we chat with Chuck Castleman from Playa Flamingo, a beautiful beach town in the Guanacaste province in Costa Rica's Pacific Northwest. Pacific Northwest again, huh, Gil? Yeah, Gene. It's where you want to go. <laughs> Playa Flamingo is one of Costa Rica's most popular beaches with fine white sand, clear blue waters, and lagoons, which are secluded due to the mountain formations reaching into the sea. The area features hotels, luxury homes, entertainment, and water, land, and leisure activities. Turtle watching is a highlight of Playa Flamingo. The leatherback turtle is without doubt the most important attraction at the Marino Las Balas National Park. I'm sure I messed that up, but here we go. In fact, the species was the main reason for the creation of the protected area. There are various nesting sites at the national park, including the Langusta Grande and Ventanas beaches. The nesting season runs from October through February. Take it away, Gil. All right. So a little background about our guests. Chuck Castleman was born and raised in San Diego, California, and lived there most of his life. He majored in computer science at San Diego State University. He began his career as a software engineer and moved into senior management positions in the aerospace industry. Mm, cool. He retired in 2019. His interests include fishing, hiking, gardening, and travel. Wow, you're another engineer. We're, we're now keeping track. You're like the sixth <laughs> or, or so. Uh, I'm mechanical oh. for what it's worth. Mary Castleman was born in Connecticut and grew up in San Diego. 
Mary was in the high-tech computer industry for many years and then transitioned to office management at a commercial truck dealership in San Diego. She enjoys hiking, gardening, and travel. Mary is traveling today and therefore unable to join us. So Chuck, please send her our regards. For much of their lives, Chuck and Mary love living in San Diego. What's not to love? I mean, we all want to live and retire in San Diego. But in late 2017, they had an epiphany. They arrived at the conclusion that it would be difficult to retire in California due to high tax increases, extremely high cost of living, and horrible traffic. An exploratory trip to Costa Rica in November of 2017, they fell in love with the country and decided to buy land and build a house in Playa Flamingo. Construction started in November of 2018 and was completed in a little less than a year. Oh, man. And what a house it is, folks. Wait till you see the photos on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We have seen them in advance, of course, and the home is simply stunning. You would, you would think you were in California, actually. Let me leave it at that. They wanted to share the story of their life-changing move to Costa Rica. So they created a website called Going Pura Vida or Going Pura Vida for Gene's sake, <laughs> to tell of their journey, successes and mistakes, and to help others who are considering a transition to the pure life of Costa Rica. So Chuck, welcome to Retire There. That is quite a story and quite a home. What prompted you and Mary to retire in Playa Flamingo? And part two, why did you decide to buy land and build a home? So it wasn't an instantaneous decision to just pick Costa Rica. I think all of our lives, we traveled to warm weather places. Mary can't live anywhere where it's less than 72 degrees. So <laughs> no, it's true. The, the San Diego winters will push her sometimes over the edge when it's what? in the mid high 50s. So <laughs> we would always travel to Hawaii, to the Caribbean, to Mexico. You can't go north. It's going to be too cold. Mm -hmm. Other than Florida, and we weren't big Florida fans. Mm -hmm. um, maybe Arizona, but mm. everywhere we traveled, we just looked and we thought, you know, could we could we retire here? Probably about 2011, we started to realize that we weren't going to be able to retire comfortably in in California. We could just see the writing on the wall. Wow! So everywhere we'd go, we'd we'd look and we'd say, Nah, can't do that. You know, Hawaii, that's nah, beautiful, but now it's just as expensive, if not more expensive. Yeah. Caribbean, we look at things. Mexico, we traveled all through Mexico. Cancun, Yucatan Peninsula, Guadalajara, Lake Chapala, which is mm -hmm. a big retirement. Yeah. Area. Yeah. We, have yeah. we have friends that actually uh, built a home down. Oh. And so we visited them. But Mexico didn't really call to us either. Hmm. We came down to Costa Rica. It was kind of a fluke. We had, we had all these Western points that we had to use. Oh, West and, in the hotel. Okay. Okay, the West in the hotel. And yeah. so they have one in Playa Flamingo. And so we decided and it was a it was a pricey place to stay. It was like a $600 night all inclusive place oh, to man. stay. And so we had enough points to do it for free for 10 days. So Whoa, that's a lot of travel. We came down and and the the first mistake we made is we you know, we landed at the airport. We had a shuttle take us over to Playa Flamingo. We stayed in the resort and wandered around the beaches. And I think we took one day trip over to Tamarindo. We had planned on taking some excursions, but we didn't realize that to go anywhere in Costa Rica takes forever. 
So some of the things that we wanted to do were four hours one way, and you couldn't oh, do wow. them today. And that's not because of traffic? It's traffic, it's roads, it's weather, okay. it's animals, it's <laughs> police checkpoints, it's everything. Oh, man. Nothing moves. You look, you look on the map and you'll say, hey, it's only 80 miles. It should be right. like an hour and a half. No, yeah. no, probably three plus. <laughs> so we really enjoyed it. It caught our eye. We left and we said next time we come back, which was two years later, we said in 2017, we said, we're going to come back and we're going to rent a car and we're going to fly to San Jose and we're going to drive everywhere. And we did. Mm-hmm. We drove up to La Fortuna. We went to the hot springs. We came down through the mountains. We came back to Playa Flamingo and we stayed at the Westin again, but we had a car this time. So we went everywhere. We went to the beaches. We saw things. That's really, I think it was the day before we left. I just looked at Mary. We were just standing on the beach watching the sunset. And I said, you know what? I think I could, I could retire here. And she wow. was just, she's been waiting for years for me to say that. Really? <laughs> and so that, that was the bug. And we, we spent, I think, the last day before we left, we went out and just looked at some real estate. And we didn't pull the plug on anything, but we got quite a bit of info. And then we came back and we just started a research. So you were the one that had the tougher standard or because you said that she was saying, have you decided? She she was just waiting for me to say, let's go somewhere. And I think I was the one that just hadn't said it yet. And she just, she didn't want to force me. She was waiting for me to voluntarily just say, this is it. Oh. As soon as I said that, she was all in. But it wasn't necessarily Costa Rica for her. It sounds like she would have gone to a bunch of different places. Is that right? Uh, she she was sold on Costa Rica too. Oh, okay. okay. So yeah. it was definitely in that area because Mexico was out. And not not Europe, huh? Oh, because Europe gets really hot. We've never so I've traveled on business in Europe a lot. She has not. I don't know. Costa Rica seems close to San Diego to me. Yeah, yeah. It, you jump on a plane and you're there in five hours. It's easy. It's a okay. it's a straight yeah. shot. So if you okay. have yeah. to go back, it's easy. If you're in Europe, I don't know. It just seems like a hassle to get back. Yeah, it's far from San Diego. Yeah. Oh yeah, for us. But you know, we'd yeah. we'd we'd say, well, what about Mexico? Uh, I don't think I could live here for you know mm-hmm. this reason or that reason. Mexico has a little bit of a stigma about it. A lot of people we know love it. Yeah. Um, it just wasn't for us. Mm-hmm. I think you, when you live in San Diego for any amount of time, you get used to it. It's like you get spoiled. I mean, for me, anything from 45 degrees on up, I would welcome because I can't stand the extremes. I mean, I, I don't like cold either, which is why we're going to leave New York very soon. But at the same time, I get that you want something similar. But let me ask you, in, Watching. I was say, I lived in San Diego when I was a kid. I was, I think, 11 or 12 for about a year. My family lived in San Diego. And it was relatively, it, it was not nearly as expensive back then, even with inflation. Now it's just insane, the prices. Yeah. Yeah. I it's, mean, that's a beautiful city. Oh, it's gorgeous. Oh, yeah. And and the weather, I mean, the weather is just second yeah. to none. It's, yeah. it's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but we got, we got Mary's, um, no lower than 72 because the coldest it's been here in four years was at night once it got down to 67. <laughs> that was it. So she's in heaven. <laughs> okay. Tell us about the decision to buy land and build a home. I mean, that's kind of two questions, I guess. You didn't rent so, first or? No, well, so here's, here. you know, going backwards, I would absolutely say without a doubt, we probably got lucky. I would say without a doubt, come down here and rent for probably a couple of years. Ooh, couple because of years. you may find, so Costa Rica has all these little microclimates. 
Yeah. You can find anything you want from cool to cold to hot. A flamingo's pretty warm. A lot of rain, but not as much rain as most of Costa Rica. You just you just have to find what's right for you. And there's a lot of people, I mean, we've seen some in our community. They came down here in, in Flamingo and they lasted for maybe nine months before they realized it was just too hot. And so they end up in the Central Valley at 3,000 feet and they're building another home because they sold the one that they had here. I would say, without a doubt, rent. If something, if you don't like the spot, you know, go down the road, go down to another community, change the elevation and see if you like it. But you have to spend, I'd say, a year or two to really understand the weather, the people, whether there's things that you like to do. Do you like to be next to the beach? Because if you're inland, you know, you're going to have a two hour drive to the beach and you may not like that Mm -hmm. Um, or maybe too cold for you. Or maybe too rainy. There's some spots in Costa Rica that get 400 inches of rain a year. Wow. So if you don't like that, wow. I mean, here in Playa Flamingo last year, we got 105 inches in six months. Wow. And this is the dry spot. Oh. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so we went back and researched. I think the first thing is, are you going to be able to live apart from your family? Because that's what drags most people back. Mm. They get down here, they miss their family, they go back. Mm-hmm. And then you need to figure out it was can you be a resident here? If you can't be a resident, you're going to do the perpetual tourist things where you have to go across the border and come back every 90 days. Yeah. And do you really want to own property and not be a legal resident? Because someday Costa Rica could change the law and they've already talked about it. You've come across the border 30 times. This is your last time. Do you want to own property and then can't get to it? (laughs) So, and then you got to look at healthcare and, you know, well, I guess go back there. You have to look at when I was talking about residency, can you become a resident? There's really strict requirements. There's certain, I'll give you an example. So they do, they do FBI criminal background check. And if they dig up something that's on their list, you're done. You're, you're not going to get residency. They won't let you in the country. You're out, Gil. <laughs> <laughs> and then you look at, you know, you're getting up there in age. So you want to think about health care. Yeah. And, and how good that's going to be. So those are all the things, you know, after research. But, you know, coming back to the land thing, um, we went home and researched all that and said, okay, we talked to our kids. Well, we can talk more about that later. But, you know, eventually we said, okay, we can do that. We can do the residency. We can afford to live here. The weather's good. Yeah, let's look at buying land. Okay. And it's it's scary buying land in a foreign country. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'll... stuff happens. We've had friends that money just... You know, you wire it away and it's just gone. But so if you're down here for a year or two, you'll find that you network with people. You'll find the good attorneys. You'll find the good real estate agents. You'll find the good escrow companies. You'll find the people you trust. You'll see other people go through the process and succeed. And then you're going to have the tools. Again, we did it a little faster. We were pretty convinced we wanted to be here. I would probably do it different. We got lucky. All right. We're going to take apart a lot of the things that you said. Mm-hmm. First of all, what do you mean by you got lucky? You you walked down the street and you saw some land in an area. Well, we went. So believe it or not, this is how it happens. This is going to sound really weird. We we left the West in one day. It was like I said, it was close to us leaving. And we drove down toward Playa Flamingo and we're driving down the road. And Mary sees this sign that says our development name as seen on HGTV. <laughs> And she goes, I want to go there. And of course, I was like, oh, no, really? I go, you know, this is this is marketing at its best. Yeah, oh, yeah, my yeah. God. Yeah. So we go down there and, and we um, drive up. First of all, it's a gated community, so we couldn't penetrate it at all. 
which I guess that was a good sign, right? Yeah. yeah. And they called somebody and the person drove us and they gave us a little tour and they gave us a rough estimate of, you know, what the lots cost. We said, okay, cool. Somebody else we had talked to said, oh, no, you need to go down near Nosara, right on the beach. It's an upcoming little community. And you can build a house for like, you know, $150,000, $200,000 and sit right on the ocean. Wow. And so we, we drove down there. Well, it was about a 20-mile drive on a, a dirt road. And the dirt road went through a couple of dry riverbeds. And at that time, it was dry season. But in rainy season, those oh, are going to have water. Yeah. And then, so your timing has to be good. And by the time we got down there, Mary just said, I'm not giving up paved roads. And <laughs> She's not giving up- we looked at, we went paved, up north. Paved roads. Paved roads. Yeah. We okay. went up north. We looked at um, some other places. And it was weird. It's just like the first place we went to kind of. It looked like it was the best. Yeah. How much were those homes that HGTV listed or was in the, in a show? That was his gated community that they moved into. Oh, that's the one that you guys went moved into. Oh, right. That, so that's the one we actually picked. Oh, okay. And okay. So you know they had homes you could buy, and they had lots you could buy and build, and they had an established North American builder that was building probably ninety percent of the homes in the community. And we talked to people who had built, you know, you talked to references and, and it was all, it was all pretty good. It was a pretty decent experience. Even, even in, you know, we had things done in San Diego where we had a pool put in. Anytime I think you're dealing with construction, yeah. the, the thing in San Diego was horrible. You know, the things we had to go through just to get our pool put in. Coming down here, you expect it was even going to be worse than that here in a foreign country. It was bumpy at times, but it got done. And contractually, they met the obligations to the contract and quality of the product was really good. And so that's what I mean. We got we got lucky. Oh, I see. I see. I mean, the style of your home, which is modern, right, or you Mm -hmm. call it contemporary. is, Is that one floor? Single floor? It's one floor. It's a single okay. floor. Did they present models to you or did you know that's what you wanted? They have models. Oh. Um, so our whole idea here was to really have a house that would you could have visitors and friends and family. And so we took an existing floor plan, which was kind of an L shape. But all all the three bedrooms, the master bedroom and the two visitor bedrooms were all like next to each other in a line. And we didn't really like that. So what we did is we made a U out of it. We took the two visitor rooms, we threw them on the other side of the house, we put the great room in between, and then we put the master on the other side. So it's it's really a custom layout, but we started with a known design. And then we just tweaked it. I, I flew down one weekend. I left San Diego. Actually, I flew out of Tijuana at midnight on a thursday night and i was back home by sunday night wow and i came down and i worked with the architect and the builder builder over the weekend and we basically did it right on the computer and so but they do do have plans and quite a few people have built to the the models that were already out there but there's a lot of them that did their own thing too no because i'm i'm very interested in knowing whether that differed whether your style of home differed from the others but it sounds like the whole complex, if you will, is somewhat modern, or are there some traditional style? They're, they're all pretty much the the builder had a certain style, and all mm. the homes are pretty much like that. Cool. So you'll see common themes, even though people have different types of roofs. Mm-hmm. The basic structure, the, the the materials that he used are pretty high end. Like the the flooring is kind of a porcelain tile that comes down from San Jose. It's absolutely the most 
indestructible thing I've ever seen. You can take sandpaper to it and it won't scratch. It's just, wow. it's just amazing. So you'll look at his homes and you'll say that, oh yeah, so-and-so built this because you can see a similarity, but yet they're all different. Uh-huh. I don't think there's any two, well, you know, there's a few of the model homes that they built, but mm-hmm. there's so many of them that are custom. They have the same kind of style, but they're all just a little, they differ in, in, a, in a way, which makes it kind of cool. Yeah, and, yeah. And you have a pool too, right? Yeah. I recall. Yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's a 12 by 24 pool. It's it's not nice. huge. It's more just for cooling off and it has a little um, bar table that's in the pool that you can sit down while you're in the water. So is it shallow or is it like eight feet deep? No, no, it's only four feet. So the standard oh. depth is four and a half. Okay. These are the what types I'm of looking things. for. So here's the type of things you have to think about when you're building a house. Mary is five foot one half inch. A four and a half foot pool does not work. <laughs> it comes up to her nose. So we went four feet. <laughs> ah. Well, I'm five, three and three quarters and I can't swim. I've taken lessons after lesson. So I want a very shallow pool and, you know, so that I can learn to swim. Four feet, well, three would be better. (laughs) So long as I can get under and not worry about being alone. You know, (laughs) this is a a cool off pool. There's certain times of the year. Well, it's always hot and warm here, but there's certain times of the year it's pretty hot. And Mm -hmm. you just every once in a while need that place for you know, just to cool off two or three times a day and, mm-hmm. and continue on your day. And then is there a pool in the community as well? Yes. Yes. We, we have kind of a central clubhouse, which also has a, a restaurant in it. Oh, wow. And believe it or not, the guy that owns and, and runs the restaurant is from San Diego. Oh, my and goodness. It's him and his wife. And, and it's like it's a five star amazing oh place. Just <laughs> wow. amazing. And so to to be able to literally drive a hundred yards to this restaurant where things don't cost an arm and leg and get a you know a thirty-five or forty dollar entree for eighteen dollars is just oh, wow. amazing. <laughs> and you don't have to leave the community. So that's that's one other thing that we saw that we really kind of liked. Yeah. So what kind of price range are we talking about? Yeah, these days. Yeah. So it's changed a lot in the last since we've moved prices I would say have almost not quite doubled. COVID, right? Yeah. I would say right now that most of the homes in this community, probably the least expensive one you would find would be around $600,000. Oh, that's a lot. And the average one might be eight or nine. Oh. And there's a ton of them that go way over a million. And then, and the ones with the big view, now we don't have the big ocean view. We have a little bit of an ocean view, but the mm-hmm. ones that have the big ocean view will command two, three million. My God. Do um, you even feel like you're in another country in Costa Rica? Oh, every day. Yeah. Really? <laughs> There's little things that remind you of it every day. <laughs> wait, wait, I have to know, depending on your elevation, we interviewed a couple in uh, San Jose. They, uh, every day at some time consistently in the afternoon, there would be these ants that would march into the house and then up oh, just the at certain times of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys have bugs or no? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We have, um, so, geckos. <laughs> so oh, we have a ton of geckos and they're actually welcome. Even the little ones that get through in the house, they're oh. everything's sealed in the house pretty well, but they're the, the really tiny ones can get through and they're okay. This country is a pretty lethal country. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff here that can kill you. <laughs> we have um, just just in our area. We've seen pit vipers. We've seen rattlesnakes. Nice, we've seen nice. boas. I walked up on the beach once, and there was a crocodile there. 
there's tarantulas and scorpions and okay, okay. so this has yeah. got to be a shock to the both yeah. of you right oh yeah what, what yeah, was no, that it, like the first few weeks i mean would, your wife was okay with all this um well and when you when you build your own house and they mm-hmm. put all the windows in and they seal it all up there's probably going to be stuff that's in there that you don't know about until you move in and start moving things around, and there was. We had a we had a huge tarantula. We had a lot of scorpions. Now we we haven't had a scorpion in almost a year now. So <laughs> I can't take this. I can't take it. Okay. So it's things like that. You walk out in your yard and you see a snake, or there's a howler monkey in the tree. So there's constant things to remind you that you're not in the U.S., even though. <laughs> Some of the homes kind of look like it. Yeah, because you even have, you seem to have space around your home. I mean, based on the two photos you sent over. So it looks like I didn't even have any clue that you were in a community, a gated community. Yeah, I had no because idea. Because it looked like very spacious around you. I thought you so were. So our, our little you know. cluster of homes is actually kind of tight in terms of homes. Mm. The pictures didn't really show it. We have neighbors on both sides and they're fairly close. Mm-hmm. We chose not to go for the extra three or four hundred thousand dollars for a piece of land that would give us an acre and a half to, you know, mm-hmm. from our mm-hmm. from our neighbor. Right. It wasn't worth it wasn't worth not it worth to it. us. Yeah. 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 And actually I think in hindsight, I like the closeness of my neighbors because everybody talks to each other, they see each other, oh. they walk mm-hmm. around the street with each other. Are they all expats? I'd say ninety-five percent are from Europe, Canada. And the U.S., with the U.S. and Canada being the highest okay. percentage, there's a tremendous number of people. And I, I could never have done this as a, as a parent. There are so many of my neighbors that have come down here with young kids in the age of 5 to 10. Wow. Our, our neighbors are from Germany. They're renting. There's kids everywhere. They brought them from another country. They put them in a private school. They want them to be ex- exposed to a different culture. Yeah. They want them to learn Spanish. Nice. So, you know, they'll know German, they'll know English, and they'll know Spanish. It seems like a hard thing to do, but yeah. when you look back, it's like, oh, boy, I wish I'd had that experience. Sure. Yeah, yeah. You're fluent in Spanish. It opens up, you know, another oh. third of the world to you. That's not- right. So how big is your house? How many bedrooms is it? So it's three bedrooms, okay. two and a half baths, and it's about 1,750 square feet. Oh, oh nice. big, yeah. Very nice. And it sits on about a quarter, uh, I think a quarter acre. So it's not a okay. huge mm-hmm. lot. No, but that's nice. That's comfortable. It's huge for us. We live in Brooklyn. so Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I can um, reach my neighbor. No. <laughs> I, I was reading in your website, you were saying that telling people to be really careful when they buy homes because it can be difficult to sell a home in Costa Rica. Is that right? It can. So it depends on where you live. So this area of Flamingo is very popular. Mm-hmm. It has like the it. most gorgeous beaches in probably all of Costa Rica, and it has a brand new marina that they've just installed so it's in very high demand wow but and sell and homes sell you know people can turn their homes in in a reasonable amount of time but if you get into some of the rural areas if you want to live in the central valley in a non-gated community it could take two three four years to sell your house wow it just depends so you need to you need to pick carefully not everybody wants to live out on a dirt road in the middle of nowhere uh, yeah. Even though the house might be beautiful, they, yeah. they just don't want that. Obviously, you need a car. And where is the nearest um, food shopping, grocery, and all that kind of stuff? 
So, so interesting. This is one thing we learned when we came down here. We didn't expect there's other than the the um, what they call Price Mart, which is like a Costco, which is an hour away. It's back oh. by the airport, but it takes an hour to get there. Wow. And they have a version of Walmart called Maxi Pally. It's a smaller scale, like a Walmart. But mm-hmm. really, you don't get everything you want at one place. So you go to the meat store, which is 20 minutes away. You go to the veggie store, which can be as close as 10 minutes to a half an hour away, depending on which one you want to go to. You can go to, you know, the Walmart store, but you, you go around to all these stores and you pick you pick what you want because they'll have the best selection. <laughs> Price Smart Price Smart's just like Costco. It's okay. it's not actually a spin-off from Somebody in the Costco family from a long time ago. Oh, it is then. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, there's little places within five minutes from here, little markets, but they're really expensive because they cater to the tourist. Oh. So you've got to you've got to drive maybe twenty to thirty minutes to actually get the good stuff at a at a decent price. Okay. Okay. Oh, I forgot to ask. What are the taxes like? Where you are. So the one advantage about being down here is that the property taxes are only 025 percent. Wow. So <laughs> Wait, can you is, can you repeat that? They're 025 percent. Okay, making sure. Now okay. there's there's something that they recently passed, and it probably takes forever to implement. implement but they did do something to where they're going to double that for homes over a certain value to 0.5 percent. Okay, but, but you're grandfathered um, in, right? Um, no. It, it, if it oh. changes, it will affect everybody. Okay. There's probably Property tax at 0.25%. There's um, a VAT on almost everything that you buy Hmm. or service that you get of 13%. So if you go to a restaurant, if you go to a restaurant and your bill is, let's just say $100, Mm -hmm. they add in another 13%. And then they add in another 10% for your tip automatically. Oh, that's an automatic. It's an automatic. And... A lot of people just go with the 10%. If it's, if it's really good service, people will plus it up with a little cash. Okay. Um, yeah, but there's your meal is 23% on top. Yeah. Yeah. So your electric bill that you get, um, you'll get 13% tax because it's a service. Okay. Um, you, you go to an attorney for something and it's 13% on that service. There's some things that are taxed at a lower rate, like healthcare. You go to the doctor, maybe it's a 2 or 4%. And then at the store, everything gets charged 13% unless it's exempt. So anything that's produced in Costa Rica, rice, beans, beer, whatever, is all exempt. Oh, thank but God. <laughs> or some necessities like the toilet paper or whatever would all yeah. be exempt. But okay. um, anything else, you'll get the 13% on that too. Wow. So, so that's tough on the residents as well. I mean, the natives, everyone's subject it to it. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody pays that. It's just not the it's not the foreigners here. Mm-hmm. Um, car insurance was probably half than what we were paying in the U.S. Homeowners insurance is probably half. Okay. Um, car registration is probably double. Believe it or not. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, pur- purchasing a car is expensive. I would imagine, right? Purchasing a car is very expensive. Um, New cars are just off the chart. Wow. Um, and so because of that, used cars are really highly covered. Yeah. Mm. So I'll give you an example. We bought a, so in 2019, we bought a 2014 Toyota RAV4 four-wheel drive and we paid oh, nice. $23,000 and it had 78,000 miles on it. Wow. 
It's a lot. Today, yeah. it's still worth about twenty thousand. Wow, that's incredible. So it's, it holds its it holds its value. So yeah. yeah, cars are cars are very expensive. Wow, it's a good thing you got a Toyota. I mean, that's going to last you forever. Let's hope. <laughs> well, you you almost so you, you don't want any other car down here besides a Toyota or a Mitsubishi. Uh-huh. Maybe there's another brand because because of repairs. reliability. Yeah, parts parts are important right. and people that know how to work on them. Ah. True. Okay, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, that was our our mechanic's favorite car. That's all he drove. He- it's an amazing car. So speaking of healthcare, you brought it up a little bit. Can you tell us what that's been like? So that was one of the draws of coming down here. Mm-hmm. From everything we could tell, the combination of excellent private care and then a social healthcare plan uh, was really attractive. So once you become a temporary resident, it's mandatory that you pay a monthly fee and be enrolled in the Costa Rica healthcare system, whether oh. you use it or not. For us, I think it ended up being like forty dollars a month. Oh, yeah. we've, we've never we've never used it yet. Mm-hmm. The private care is unbelievable. I, I it far exceeds expectations. Not only in the level of service, the cost and the availability. So I'll give you an example. Mary calls up, and it was time for uh, every five years you get a colonoscopy. Yeah. Okay. Well, in the United <laughs> States, you know, if, so if this is December. If I called them up now, they'd say, okay, you can come in on uh, March 28th. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Mary called up on a Wednesday <laughs> and they said, how about Saturday? Wow. Okay. It was total cost for the colonoscopy, including anesthesia, was $283. Okay. okay? Pay, so you pay it out of pocket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you go in, and it's just like the U.S. It's state-of-the-art equipment. Mm-hmm. Most of the doctors were trained in the U.S. One of Mary's doctors went to Harvard. And <laughs> wow. so okay. you pay out of pocket for these things. Yeah, um, yeah. And so all the things that we've had done, and nothing major has happened, if you want to combine the private and the caja it, it works out really well they call it caja it's the costa rica version okay. of the healthcare okay um, so, i guess they call it la caja okay it's, and what it's about, absolutely amazing yeah and what about do you have a primary care you know so every so often you might have some symptoms and that you don't need anything major do you, do you have your own primary care that you go to mm, not really i don't i it, it seems like and i could be wrong maybe they're out there but it seems like you you go to your specialist. So this is another beautiful thing. You go to the doctor and like in San Diego, you go to the doctor and say, well, I'm having these symptoms. Oh, I think we should do this or I think we should do that. I want you to see this specialist. And so two months later, you get to see the specialist. That doesn't happen here. You go... So you go straight to the guy. Yeah. Okay. You don't go to somebody first that filters you out. Mary tore a little tendon in her um, hip, yeah. and she went under uh, underwent a plasma rich platelets therapy, which is an injection versus a surgery. It was only like a half inch tear. Uh-huh. And she went. She didn't have to see another doctor. She went straight to the surgeon. He saw her, and they decided to do these shots. Wow. And she did a series of three or four, three or four shots, and they were like a hundred and something dollars each maybe a couple hundred dollars each <laughs> it took care of the the whole thing it yeah. everything grew back together wow and so so you bypass like you want to see so a cardiologist good. you call the cardiologist you want to see a dermatologist you just call the dermatologist right and you get quick appointments is your plan to if something that's minor you go to a doctor and you pay out of pocket mm-hmm. then if it's something major you're going to use the public health
healthcare plan? Is that the idea? Yeah, I haven't used it yet. So that part's a little scary. But right. some of my friends that are Costa Rican say if anything big happens, mm-hmm. like a stroke or a heart attack, they said absolutely go to the Costa Rican healthcare system, mm-hmm. go to the, one of the big hospitals because they're required by law to have all the latest state of the art equipment. And many of the private, most of the private doctors work part time at those also. Right. Yeah, yeah. So that's so interesting. You'll get right. the same, you could get the same guy free instead of paying it. Yeah. You know, we uh, we're hearing this more yeah, and more. more. It's so yeah. interesting. How far is the closest hospital to you? So that's another thing you got to look at. We have clinics very close to us within about 10 minutes. Oh. They can do triage types of things, but it's probably an hour okay. to get okay. to a real hospital. The only time you're going to be really close to hospitals is obviously if you live right in that neighborhood or if you live in San Jose down in the central part of the city, they have the suburbs. There's mm-hmm. a ton of really good hospitals down there. And we've actually gone. So when Mary had these shots, we actually went down to San Jose for them oh, okay. at a hospital <laughs> because we this one guy was highly recommended. Mm-hmm. So that that's, you know, that could be a challenge for somebody. If you have health concerns and something oh, bad happens, like let's say a car accident. I mean, we've seen some and emergency crews take forever. Oh, it's it's oh, wow. not like... It's not like in the States. You dial 911, five minutes later, somebody's there. Mm-hmm. You dial 911 here, it could be 45 minutes or an hour. Wow. And that's Better a drive really, yourself. That's a really long time. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. You, so you got to think about that. You have to look at your own health and figure, is, is that something I can live with? Or I did, do I need to move down closer to like really good medical care where I'm super close? We're pretty comforted by the fact that many of our guests, whether it's Portugal or Costa Rica or Mexico, they're great physicians and there's not a real shortage in most places because you're going to a clinic or you're going to the hospital and it, it's all affordable. They all have to take you, right? Mm-hmm. But you're right. You have to factor in the distance if God forbid, you know, obviously you if you go in, in knowing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're from that standpoint, we're a little isolated here. I mean, we could get mm-hmm. to a clinic within about 15 minutes, right. but all they're going to do is stabilize you and then take you somewhere either via air or via ambulance mm-hmm. somewhere else. It's going to be an hour. Even right. by air? Oh, not by air, but, okay. but driving. Air, okay. air would be probably pretty Quick. And that's probably not going to be that much either, right? I don't know. I don't know. I've never had a helicopter. Sure. I've never been yeah, helicoptered yeah, yeah. to a yeah, hospital. I mean, you, you may get charged a lot for that, but we don't know. Okay, okay, okay. What about transportation? Is there public transportation around? Yeah, a lot of buses. So you can catch, we haven't done the public transportation, but there's buses everywhere and everybody says they're inexpensive and they're pretty much will get you anywhere you want to go pretty easy. Yeah, they should check out. We interviewed a guy who's known as the bus ninja of Costa Rica, Rob Evans. Rob Evans. Our buddy. From San Jose. <laughs> yeah, he has a Facebook page about what buses to take in Costa Rica and everybody comes to him if they have a question. He's amazing. Yeah. Oh, and there's nothing more than, you know, just the, the buses. There's no other type of mass transit like you think of, you know, rail and trolleys and mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. No, it's you walk, you drive, you ride a bicycle or, or you take a bus. Yeah. Okay. And those buses seem to go everywhere, though. So they do. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And how close the nearest airport? Uh, it's about an hour. And where is that? It's in Liberia. So okay. from us, it's about, uh, it's north. It's north and then east a little bit, but it's about a 60 minute drive. And does that fly? Can you get a nonstop flight from there to, to the US? Yeah. 
Yeah, so we oh, go wow. we go nonstop to LA. You can go. Um, they have a lot of nonstop flights. They go um, most the most popular ones are Houston, Denver, LA, Miami, the airport in New Jersey, and um, Newark. Um, Newark. They go to Newark. They go to Toronto. Okay. Uh, and Minneapolis, I think, and they also have straight flights into although they don't operate every day into Amsterdam, Zurich. And some European, I think Madrid, they go straight wow. to there. Wow. And then if you want to go to San Jose, then you can go everywhere, including yeah. Mexico and Colombia and, and whatever. Okay. But San Jose is about four hours, right? Yep. San Jose oh, okay. about four hours. Okay. So how often do you guys go home or do you, you said you have kids back there in San Diego? Yeah. So we have, we have five um, scattered through Southern California uh-huh. and we go back. Um, well, COVID, it's yeah. hard to say. Yeah. We've been here, we've been here four years and COVID took out two years. Right. The plan was to go back a couple of times a year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but right now we've only averaged about once a year. Okay. And they'll be coming down, I guess, since you have extra space. I think now that COVID's over, we've had one come down already, but I think the others will start coming down because we're literally, we got our house built and then it took quite a bit of time just to finish, you know, furnish it, finish mm-hmm. it, get the punch list of things that maybe needed tweaking and by the time we got all that done we had our first sets of visitors and then COVID hit and our visitors barely got out of the country before they lost everything down and then for the next two years or year and a half this was an eerie place to be but reflecting on it it was probably the best place in the world to be they shut us down hard you could only drive a couple days a week and when you drove you had to go to a doctor you had to go to the food store Mm. and you could go you couldn't go to the beach you couldn't do anything you were limited to hours from you know 5 a.m to 6 p.m and they went by your license number and there were police out checking that you weren't breaking it yeah and they they banned all alcohol sales oh wow (laughs) they didn't want they didn't want you know alcohol tends to you know people go to the beach they get Mm -hmm. together with friends Mm -hmm. yeah so they did away with that for several months it was hard it was a hard lockdown (laughs) and then you watch the world disintegrating on the tv but looking back at it the number of cases they had down here was controlled very nicely and we were that we're probably in a good place in the world and just yeah wow yeah and you had everything you needed and although we were I we felt very isolated because we we could leave we couldn't come back what do you mean we could we could go to the US oh oh, out of the country okay but we couldn't come back and then it was like that for like a year Wow. So you just stayed. So we just we just locked down. Sure, yeah. sure, yeah. sure. Well, it's a good thing that your kids are all in one area of the country. Yep, we get to I mean, see them all, in one big in one swoop. State. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How was that? You had a family discussion, did you say? And they were they all in favor? Or oh, what was no, that like? No. Okay, okay. So anybody that's looking to move down here, before you decide whether you can afford it, whether it's the right place for you, you got to talk to the family. Because we had everything from, you're going to do what? To... <laughs> What airport do I fly into? Right. To stunned, they couldn't say anything. Another one was extremely happy, and other one was like, "No, you're not going. You're not leaving." And so it was um, really. And she didn't. This is my daughter. She didn't acknowledge that we were really leaving until about a month before we actually left. She said, "Okay, I guess you're uh, really going." Is that your youngest? So, um, middle. 
Oh, oh. Yeah. Okay. So, so that, that must have been so hard. It was very hard, you know? Yeah, but, yeah. But, you know, some of them were like, you know, I'm, I'm so happy for you. And I'm glad you can do this because, you know, a lot of people can't or maybe they can, but they don't because they're just afraid to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so over and all, I think they were pretty supportive. But at first, it was pretty much a shock. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. So that's the first step. You got to get through that first step because if, if that's not going to work, I've seen people come down here and the family puts the guilt trip on them oh. and they end up leaving. Oh, my, oh my goodness. So did you guys at all kind of plant the seed, as I call it? Like, hey, uh, guys, mom and I may be moving out of the country in a couple of years and then so on and so they, forth. They knew we weren't going to stay in California. Mm. Uh, I just think they didn't think it'd be out of the country. Yeah. I mean, it, okay. it just feels so far. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the Costa Rica thing was a shock. <laughs> okay. But along those lines, do the both of you feel that you will be there long term? I mean, I we don't ask this question too often, but you seem so settled there, such a beautiful area, beautiful home. I, You know, I don't know. There's things in life that can change that really quick, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. I love it down here. There are some things I don't like, and it's kind of weird. I The thing I like about Costa Rica the most, and I think anybody who comes down here to visit will tell you right off the bat it's the people nice okay they're friendly they're helpful they're accommodating uh what's the word i'm looking for humble okay nice it they're just absolutely wonderful the part i think i hate about it the most is a lot of the people that come from other countries come down here and they try to make it like their other country yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay? okay and being in a community where 95 percent of them are from other countries and there's a spattering of tico costa ricans that live in our development mm-hmm. um there's a lot of people here that are trying to they don't like the way the things are and they're trying to make it like the u.s yeah, yeah. and that could you know do me in someday um, i mean you have sure. to so you face that quite often i take it yeah, I, yeah. I, there's a lot of you know, there's some people that are just like us you come down here and you adopt the culture and you're in their country you respect it you you abide by their how they operate yeah and there's other people that this you know and, and you try to learn spanish you at least give it a shot mm-hmm. and they see you trying and and it all it all works there's some people that they will not they said nope i'm not learning spanish and they bring their politics with them and and they bring yeah. their yeah. their anxiety with them. And, and you're like, I wanted to get away from this. You know? <laughs> so that's the bad part of moving in an area that has a lot of people from the country that you came from. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. But then there's also the plus side of it. There's a good social aspect of it. We have more friends down here than we had in the U.S. Right. Uh, yeah, maybe so it's because I'm not, I'm not working or something. I don't know. But mm-hmm. we have extremely good friends that we, you know, we share time with and we go places. And so that's the oh, that's plus side. That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Did either of you know Spanish before you came there? Uh, Mary did not. Mm-hmm. Um, it took her, I think, four months to learn how to say escuela, school. <laughs> I had four, I had four years of Spanish in San Diego in high school and college. I really it helped, but it was just a it was just a kickstart. Yeah. yeah, we picked it up as we've we've gone. We took some little online classes, but there's nothing better than going to the store looking for something mm-hmm. and having to battle way you're through of asking, you know, where is this. And 
and it'll be a lot of awkward moments. And sometimes you feel like you're a hero. You come walking out, you conquered, you slayed the <laughs> dragon because I, I found out where they have the ladders because it's right next to the collection. Well, you know, I have so, to say, at least Spanish, you know, how you see it, how it's spelled, it's a lot easier, you know, than learning Portuguese, for example, because we've oh, done yeah. a couple of Portugal shows recently. And I was born in Brazil, but I was too young when we left. I just know that I couldn't, I, most of the time, I think it's a certain way of pronunciation and I'm wrong. So with Spanish, <laughs> like like you, I took three, four years in high school and I could pick it up and I can roll my R's. And so I try. <laughs> it, it's, it's somewhat intuitive. And, you know, it's mm-hmm. funny. It's like you'll go to the meat store. You'll be you'll be asking for your pollo entero, which is a whole chicken and your um, chicken quarters, which is muslo and uh, torsinada, which is bacon. And mm-hmm. then you'll stumble on something and the guy helping you will stare at you. And then he'll just say something in English to you because he knew how to speak English. <laughs> yeah. He's just, and I appreciate that. Yeah, that's He's nice. not assuming that I can't speak it. He's letting me stumble through it. And then yeah. he'll tell me what the word is. So next time I come in, I know what the word is. So it's like the word for the day. You pick up a little bit every yeah. day. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. That's so good. So what do you guys do for entertainment? I mean, I know COVID took a lot of time, but hiking or what What do you guys, we had mentioned your hobbies, but what have you uh, done in terms of? So one, one of the whole goals of coming to Costa Rica was to explore the country. Mm-hmm. And because they have so many national parks, I think, yeah. I don't know, a third of the country is national park. Wow. You know, COVID just killed that. We were just getting ready to go out on the road. We've just started doing that. So one of the goals was to get out, visit the yeah. national parks, see the volcanoes, see the waterfalls, go on the hiking trails. We're just starting to get out there. In fact, that's where we were before Mary left. We went down to Manuel Antonio mm-hmm. National Park and hiked through that. And, okay. you know, that and, and you know, we, we like gardening. We like our yard. We grow a lot of mm-hmm. things here. I was just going to say, yeah. The beaches and, mm-hmm. you know, are beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the climate must be fabulous for, for plants and of every kind. It's Probably so have a jungle. Guanacaste is, is, believe it or not, a really hard area to grow things in because between about this time of the year and the beginning of May, we have no rain, zero. Oh. And it's probably between 85 Ooh. and 92 degrees Ooh. every day and low 70s at night. Oh, man. And then really when May comes, between May and October, we have rain. 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 <laughs> And most of the time, it's just the days start out beautiful. It rains in the afternoon and by sunset, it's gone. And then you get a couple months of it rains a lot. If you're a gardener, that's just havoc. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How about so we, cactus? You probably grow cactus, right? Yeah. So they have a lot in this area. They have a lot of cactus types of plants. Mm-hmm. And they, other, they have a lot of, you know, green types of bushes and trees that really hardly take any water, but they will mm-hmm. survive the drenching when, when the rain comes. Right. So you that- learn plant stuff. You learn, you know, a diet. You learn why you plant it somewhere else. It grows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the foot. If you're in the Central Valley in the foothills, you can grow everything all the time. Because I love like where this other couple. You know, you can grow. They ha- they have these plants. I don't know if you know they're epiphytes. They grow off of the trees, whether they're orchids <laughs> or. Oh, I dream of having a garden <laughs> like that. But you also need a, a certain level of humidity for yeah. ferns. Like ferns probably won't survive by you or anything like that. No, it, so, it would. Mm-hmm. I guess in the rainy season they probably would, but at this time. The year when yeah, it's too fairly much. dry and the humidity is mm-hmm. maybe 40 uh, 50 pounds. So. True, true. You have an amazing website called goingpuravita.com, and it's really a guide to moving and visiting Costa Rica. Can you tell us a little about it? Yeah, so. 
I thought about it when we were in San Diego before we started moving and then I started researching things and it was really apparent that the obvious or not not the things that you need to know were, were not obvious. This country is just so networked. There's nothing documented. I mean, obviously there's a bunch of stuff out there about traveling to Costa Rica, but there was nothing about visiting Costa Rica and moving to Costa Rica. So I decided I'd, you know, kind of document everything along the way. So you think of something like getting a residency or how do I get a driver's license? Yeah. Okay. People will try to tell you, but they'll all tell you a different story. <laughs> and you can't just go to a website and figure it all out. It's it's really confusing. So I'll just wow. give you an example. Once you get your temporary residency, 91 days after you get your temporary residency, which is the first day legally that you can't drive because your American license is now invalid. Oh, okay. 91 days. Yeah. <clears throat> 91 days. So it's valid through 90 days. Okay. Your US license is valid for 90 days between your last time you came in like uh-huh. through the border. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Day 91, it's not valid. That's the day you can go get your Costa Rica driver's license. The day that you can't drive, you can go <laughs> drive and get it. Oh my God. To do that, you've got to go to a doctor. He looks at you and asks you some questions. And he writes you a letter that says, okay, I'm allowing, I say he's healthy enough to go get a driver's license. Then you have to contact somebody to, to translate your American license into Spanish on a document. Well, this person works at this gas station up in Liberia and you email her a copy of your license and tell them where you need it. And she translates it. And then you go up to the gas station with $20. You give it to her and she gives you the piece of paper What's and then you translate? have to make an appointment then you have yeah. to make an appointment online to go to their version of the dmv and so all of these little things i've documented about this is the Thank website you. you go these are the things that you pick and this is how you do it and this is how you get your license so the whole idea was to help people mm-hmm. because nothing was obvious out there in one place and so i, I put together things about moving here how to ship a container uh, how do you get mail yeah. from the u.s down here how do you get little packages Packages down here and get them down here reliably. Wow. Because if you just send them through the postal service, it's, it may show up, but it probably won't. <laughs> kind of the visitor side, too. So places to go, restaurants to eat, mm-hmm. and things to do. Mm-hmm. It's kind of fun. Thank I, you, folks. I'm not, as you can tell, I'm not good at okay. pronouncing Spanish. It's going pura vida and rolling it. So P U R A V I D as in David A. And we'll yeah, put it going, in our show pura, notes. Pura, pura vida, pura vida. Go, yeah, C, going C. pura vida. Yes. Yeah, going. Going, going, Go. uh, We're going yeah. Pura Vida. We're going to the pure life. <laughs> okay. Going to the pure life. Dot com. Getting a visa, how difficult or it's not difficult from what I remember, right? Well, <laughs> you can do it yourself, but I do not recommend it unless you're fluent in Spanish mm-hmm. and you know how the system works. So most people hire an attorney and the attorney will take you through all the steps you have to, like you have to get copies of your birth certificate. You have to get an FBI fingerprinted. Right background check, right. marriage certificates, all these documents have to be authenticated and apostilled yep. in the issuing country. You have to get like social security documents to prove you have at least a thousand dollars a month of income. They won't take somebody who can't support themselves. Right. The attorney submits them all on your behalf. And once she does that, she gives you a letter and then you can go open up a bank account mm-hmm. uh, here if you have that letter. It takes, I think on average, about a year and a half to get temporary residency. 
residency. Okay. And then after that, it takes another three years to get permanent residency. Oh, wow. And so it's kind of, so what they're, what they're Costa Rica is looking for is they want to make sure that Costa Rica wants us. All right. We're not bad people. We can support ourselves. And then they have like this trial period, which is the temporary residency. And, yeah. and you have to pay this little, it's really weird. It's, it's ingenious. I just, some of the things down here, they make you pay a deposit depending on where you came from. It basically, it's the cost of an airline ticket should they decide they don't like you. It's the cost of an airline ticket. So they would send me back to California. Oh if my somebody's God. coming here from Switzerland, that ticket's going to be a lot more expensive. From Canada, it's going to be more expensive. Wow. So, so it's based to... on where you're from? Huh. So they look up at a little table and they say, okay, you know, it's $500. So if you're on temporary residency, and let's say you do something bad, you commit a crime, you run over and kill somebody in your car. Mm-hmm. Basically, they'll they'll say, okay, you're not going to be a permanent resident. We're sending you home. And they use that money to send you there. So interesting. brilliant. But if you you kill somebody, they're going to put you in jail, though, right? Well, they're probably like, yeah, they'll probably put you in jail first. (laughs) But they're like, see that 500? Adios. Yeah. It's a a test period. It's it's a test test to see if I like the country. And it's a test period to see if they like me. Wow. Did did someone Uh, tell you that? Or, you know, in terms of the amount? Or is that like known? Well, it's, it's they look it up on a little table and i'm sure well, they actually okay, okay yeah yeah the lawyers look it up on a little table and it says okay you you came from california in the u.s therefore it's this much money if it had been japan it would have been like two thousand yeah. dollars wow. and you have to pay it up front now once you get your permanent residency they're supposed to give it back to you yeah with interest <laughs> i don't know if that's gonna work good, good luck on that one yeah. when you hired a lawyer to do all this in costa rica did you go through someone in san diego like how did you identify the attorney Attorney. Networking with people here. Okay. So not Facebook back in San Diego? No, no. We'd met some people down here and you start to talk to people and then they have you talk to somebody else. And then oh. eventually you talk to enough people that have used the same person and they all have <laughs> extremely good things to say. So you decide to, to go with it. And she actually worked for the immigration department before she was a lawyer. Okay. So she oh, wow. knew the oh, people, the she knew all the ins and outs and, mm-hmm. and she's been absolutely phenomenal. Wow. And it's only one person, it sounds like. <laughs> Everyone goes well, she, to has, her. she has a group of people in her office. Okay. So one of the things you want to look for when you use a lawyer is, are they going to send people with you when you have to go to one of numerous appointments where you got to go to an office and you're not oh. going to know how to speak the language uh, right. there with you? Right. And she did. Good. She sent one of her coworkers with us everywhere mm-hmm. we have to go. Oh, right. At, at some point, you have to sign up for the, the health care thing. They sent somebody with us. Okay. We had to go do some type of police check. She sent somebody to meet us there. Okay. We had to go to some um, immigration office for some other type of interview. She sent somebody to go with us. Oh, nice. Wow. So you never had to worry because it's not like you're going to buy some bananas where you can kind of gesture what it is you're looking for. These are all offices that require special terminology. Like, it'd be like going to yeah, the DMV yeah. and not being able to speak the language. <laughs> right, yeah, right, 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 yeah. right. They have their own language. Okay, well, that's good. All right. I think we've covered everything that we wanted to. So Chuck, tell us, what advice do you have for future retirees and and those who are adventurous to uh, leave the country, whether it's financially or otherwise or both? So kind of go with your heart. When you do your research, it will seem mind boggling and overwhelming. And it'd be really easy just to say, ugh. I'm just going to stay where I am. <laughs> Once you get into it, it's a good thing. And you kind of got to go with your heart and your intuition. And I just say, don't be, don't be afraid to explore a different culture because once you see the, 
culture in another country, you'll start to see the flaws of the one that you came from. It's it's really good point. It's really yeah. pretty yeah. eye opening. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. I have a one question I did forget to ask. Moving your entire life <laughs> down there was that was there a big decluttering session or are you guys like very clean and modern like your home and you don't have? Oh one? no, we lived in our house for twenty years. <laughs> it was a huge decluttering. It was hard at times, but we. I I tell you, you know when I go back to when um, when we were researching, one of the things that pushed us over the edge is I'd taken a couple weeks off from work and we went down to Costa Rica. And I remember I went to a meeting and our director of quality, I remember seeing him and I looked at him and I, wow, you're looking pretty, I didn't say this to him, but I was thinking, you're looking pretty good, John, you're losing some weight and, you know, because he's a little overweight. And I went to Costa Rica <laughs> and I came back and I went to walk in the door and somebody came out and stopped me and said, oh no, have you heard, have you heard about John? I go, no. He goes, well, he died while you were gone. I was like, what do you mean he died? From the time he was diagnosed to the time he passed away, it was four weeks. So he was 55 years old. So that's when, you know, Mary and I were thinking about this. I called Mary up and I said, okay, this is it. We're going to do this sooner than later. I don't want to wait till I'm 65. I'm 62. Let's do this now. And so that started the process. And part of the process almost immediately was we're going to buy the property and we're going to start decluttering. And so immediately we sold, I sold my, my bass boat, boom, it was gone. We sold <laughs> okay. one of the so cars. that was one big thing, right? Okay. That was one big thing. We sold the, one of the cars. Mm-hmm. We kept two of them. We started to what? go through the house. We started to sell things in the home. Um, we started to plan for a, a temporary place that we were going to live for six months between the time that we sold our house and the time that we moved to Costa Rica, we staged what we were going to take with us to Costa Rica in a 10 by 20 storage container, you know, just a rental storage place. Mm -hmm. That was the exact size of the container that we were going to ship down, which was 10 by 20. Wow. So we kept certain things, but no, we just started to declutter and it was very, um, it was actually a good feeling. Really? Yeah. Even no, no like emotional attachments to anything? No, once we said we're all in, we were all in. Wow. Good hmm. for you. I, well, I had an emotional attachment to my bass boat, but you know, <laughs> that was a tough one. Just think you of know, all we, the money you saved not having yeah. a boat. Oh my goodness. Yeah. No, I know. But we pulled, you know, <laughs> we pulled things out of our hutch that we put in there 20 years ago and you look at it and go, oh, I love this. But we haven't, Mary goes, you haven't looked at it in 20 years. You're not going to miss it anymore. I know. And so we, um, we sold everything. Wow. Right, right down to the, you know, the furniture in the backyard. And then we moved in an apartment and we lived there for six months, uh, kind of just the next stage. That was in San yeah. Diego? Yeah. Yeah. We was went to the a selling, town. was it through like yard sales or you didn't do like things like eBay and stuff like that? Did you? I did do some things on eBay to try okay. to get the better values. Yeah. yeah. Things. Most of it was yard sales and we did Facebook Marketplace. Okay. Mm-hmm. Facebook Marketplace was by far the most lucrative. It's so interesting. So many people have mentioned it but yeah. i haven't we tried it yeah once we or twice yeah we're yeah. that so much luck yeah yeah and then in fact we got some they were like scammy type of emails but that's interesting no because we've been kind of decluttering quote unquote for the last what two years or i have two years i guess we haven't even touched well, the, the best thing you found was that you sold the desk what was that company apartment deco i think it's called they will post your item and they take a certain percentage once the well, sale like a goes consignment. Through. yeah well, it's like yeah. A consignment. but they come in but they come in they, they pack they, it up right they pack it up and then they, they deliver, deliver it, it to the, to and this the is new a buyer really heavy desk yeah, yeah we had this humongous solid wood pottery barn it was this 
big, huge desk with these leaves that come out on the side. And mm-hmm. I swore I would go to my grave with that desk. <laughs> it was beautiful. But then, um, you know, a couple of years went by. It was just not our style. So we found this place and we actually made 200 bucks out of it. because We were going to give it away, but yeah, it was such yeah. a nice piece of furniture. So we, we thought we hit the jackpot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was really liberating, and I. But you almost have to get in the mentality. It's just like I'm charging forward, and I can't stop and think about it too much because then you'll yeah that will disrupt your cleansing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's why I I wanted to start a little earlier because ah mm-hmm. oh, okay okay. And you realize you realize when it's all over that you don't really need all that stuff. Yeah, of course yeah. not. Yeah, I know. Well, for me, it's like I retired almost a year ago, and I still have my quote unquote professional wardrobe, and I remember picking out those pieces and some were costly and I shouldn't have done that. Maybe that was my issue, but who knew? Maybe I should write a book about this. You know, one day you're going to retire. So don't buy expensive clothes because you won't be able to give it away. And I'm thinking it's all, it's all shorts and flip flops and t-shirts down here. <laughs> Right. That's another thing. That's another thing. You're yeah. limited by your clothing. Well, you don't need you don't need like wardrobe. three coats, yeah, right? Yeah. You don't need a down jacket. Or- there's there's um so once you get to a country like this, even though you know where we live is a little Americanized, I guess I'd say, you don't need nearly as much as you thought you did back in the US. Mm-hmm. It's just amazing how much you yeah. can do without. You don't I mean you can get Amazon down here if you ship through certain people at a, uh-huh. at a cost. Most of the time it's like eh, don't not really worth the hassle. So I don't really need it that bad. Yeah. You know, maybe I, if I need something, I'll bring it back with me next time I visit. But mm-hmm. other than that. And I also think at this stage, we went through that cleansing process. So it's almost like, do we want to go through that again? Unless you can't live without it, you're not going to get it. We took all of our kids, you know, their their school stuff when they were what? little. We boxed, we boxed it all up for the individual kids and we gave it. Oh, my. Oh, oh! I thought you I thought you were going to say you took them with now, you. Wait, did they appreciate that or did they not care? Um, I'd say most of them appreciated. A couple of them were like, well, why? <laughs> it's like, well, someday it's going to end up. We're just saving you this work. You're not going to yeah, have yeah, to clean yeah. out a house. OK, you're going to. Here's the stuff right now. Oh, that's true. That's true. All right. On that note. Thank you so much for joining our show. This was fun. Yeah, thanks and for having me. It was a lot of fun. For those who don't know all the goodies that are on your website, we're going to make sure it's on there and it'll be noted on our social media as well and your photos as well. Okay. So it'll be on our retirethere.com. Now the notes. Yeah, the show notes. Show I said. notes. Okay, sorry. Yeah. All right, Chuck. Okay. Thanks for everything. Thanks a lot. And say right, hi to Mary. You. Take all care. Right, bye. Okay, right, bye. Bye-bye. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you know someone who's relocated for retirement and wishes to share their story with us, please reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Our email address is gg at retirethere.com. Our website is retirethere.com. And you may follow us on Twitter at retirethere underscore. Now, if you've liked our show, please subscribe and rate it in Apple Podcasts. In the meantime, be well.